It is absolutely a great day. I am so thankful to take this journey with you because what it does for me as an individual is it makes me realize just how much potential you have as an individual when I recognize the battles that I've overcome and the esteem that builds a certain climate of high honor. You know, honor is something that comes from worth. And we'll be getting into the realms of worth in the next particular three-month segment when we talk about your spirit. Everybody has the same worth, but not everybody has the same honor. Honor is a matter of estimation of how much worth you have. If you just have a little bit of estimation about your worth, then you have enough that you're willing to accept yourself and build that level of trust in your relationships that creates the functionality of a healthy body. When you learn to trust yourself and when you learn to furnish your house with knowledge, you recognize the greatest asset that you have is the body that houses your spirit and your psyche. So the highest realm of psyche is a position of esteem. It's a trained mindset that says that I'm going to be able to diagnose by looking externally at the failure that creates the results of victimization in the marketplace. And I am going to not learn from failure. I'm going to learn from the success on the inside of me that gives me the ability to diagnose. That means you're esteeming a situation. Early on in my education process of gleaning more than a PhD in international law and business, I developed a certain level of diagnosis of what I saw I didn't want in the marketplace. Harvard University study absolutely outlined in about 2007 that the climate of business had turned cutthroat instead of family oriented. The results of a systematic behavior of esteem was created by a very primal and animalistic view of business based on theories and studies of animals based on Darwinian theory of evolution. Now there's no doubt that you can see that people as far as the generations that we have known data for have had a certain level of evolution. But I'm here to put the R back on evolution and I'm saying it's a revolution. Revolution is really the change that brings the adaptation to a new climate of honor when you learn to study higher realms than just the primal nature of fight and flight. When it becomes a primal battle to success, then you're willing to betray just to have a bite to eat. You're willing to act like a rabid wolf in order for you to have success. I saw this outlined in a recent study that I did on two organizations that made an agreement about the time 9-11 hit the airline news across this nation as the tragedy of the trade centers 
came to a crashing fall and a reality that betrayal in the marketplace is nationwide and it is international. So when you realize that there's a cutthroat nature to business out there, you realize what you don't want in business. You don't want to emulate that kind of lifestyle because that's just like living out in the woods among bears, wolves, coyotes, and deer and rabbits. You're looking at a very a very different realm that is not necessarily a human realm. It's an it's a realm of animals that have largely lost their colonization of families based on harsh conditions and very climactic situations where it is a fight-or-flight situation. If we all behaved like animals, then obviously we would be willing to kill one another for success, and we see that today in the world around us. But the two cultures that were represented in this deal, one culture was Guinness beer, okay? Many people don't realize Guinness has a long-standing honor in their company for their employees. Guinness, the original, in, the Arthur Arthur Guinness, the original uh, investor in the company, um, absolutely took heart of the men and women in his in his cities and towns that he represented, and he recognized that they needed education. They needed to step out of the rampant concern of diseased water, and they needed something that was going to be healthier for them. Than water, so he he decided to malt beer and get rid of the concerns about drinking too much gin to uh, quench the pains of poverty and the rampant alcoholism that was a part of his culture in Ireland. So he decided to create a lesser beverage that was enjoyable and a good way to cure the problem. For diseased waters and so he absolutely created a beverage that was sustainable to the physical body and he began to take that momentary amount of time to clean up some of the concerns about beverages and then he began to educate his employees and he began to send doctors to his employees to educate their families on how to have a clean home and how to escape the problems of disease. He absolutely was committed to his employees. He had a high esteem for his employees. Not only that, but he had a high esteem for the poor in the regions that he served in his business. This was largely a result of a archbishop of the church at the time that gave him land rights to procure his business on the condition that he would serve the poor. The other company um, was just about 10 years old at, at the time of the advent of the agreement. They were about 10, 20 years old. And um, they were just starting off in the uh, realm of energy development for systems. And this company was Enron. Enron had a very external of caring for people 
but the internal psyche and esteem of their teams was based on evolution and not necessarily the dominant history that we have based on known data about the sperm cell of man. We know from for millions of years that mankind has created after a seed and that seed has always produced the full potential of a body and a psyche that houses the spirit of man and this compassion that is unlocked in your spirit for your culture is largely what Arthur uh, Guinness embodied. But the Enron culture was largely focused on a primal culture of evolution where one particular person may not adapt fast enough so the culture largely was focused on performance and primal warfare within their company and it was all a need for money it was all a love for money and it was a scarcity mindset that was not humanistic or not even human in, in nature it was very primal in its origin of theory and practice notice I say theory and practice because much of what Darwin studied was animals and uh, the adaption, adaption to nature and in his quest that originated in understanding the spirit he, he had a very strong level of introduction in his life to the, the super abundant nature of the spirit when he was young and then the dogmatic practices of the church that, that somehow um, suffocated his exploration in life led him to lead himself away from some of those early um, educations and he began to study primal cultures in other countries where largely these people live among Indians and or these, these Indians live among animals and they're largely living in a place of scarcity. So he began to develop his realm of thinking about the evolution of man. And as we know it today, there's a lot of truth to be gleaned, but there's a lot of failure in the process. And there's a lot of assumed data where there's billions of years of gaps between fossil records and modern understanding of data to where people absolutely take a theory that they don't have proven data over billions of years and they assume they assume a position living in a place of ignoring a lot of modern knowledge and procured history throughout the millions of years of known data to where they they exclude themselves to an extent to where you create a culture that is very primal. In this deal, this 200-year-old company, Guinness, absolutely had an esteem for this energy company. And when the, the agreement made um, headline news, the dot-com bubble that burst literally challenged these two companies on how much they esteem their employees and each other to the point 
where Enron was unraveled and the motivation between the business deals that they were making was largely for the bottom line of the dollars and cents like animals searching for food and not necessarily colonizing in a family. Arthur, Arthur Guinness and his company absolutely sustained the losses and quickly shifted to another company that was more family oriented and structured their business deals in a way that would further Guinness's production into a 300 year old company perhaps. Enron failed within 20 years of its development because its foundation was not based on the esteem and high honor that we are endowed with as a species of man. Now I know that's a lot to, to take on and I know you may think that I'm being kind of harsh on Enron. I'm not, I'm not denying that there's truth to be found in nature. But when you can step into a higher realm of honor and esteem one another as a human being and as a mankind species, you recognize that man have, men have developed a lot further along than some cultures that have lost their way. So what I want to talk about today is the realm of honor. And that's not necessarily to di diagnose Enron and to say that they were a complete failure. But the reality is there was a major disease within the company and they could not overcome that disease because they didn't have the proper esteem for themselves. That esteem is built on the knowledge you gain of your worth. Your worth is determined by how much you understand your spirit. Your spirit mirrors to your psyche and teaches your psyche how much worth you really have. And as you train your mindset of honor, you learn to esteem yourself along the journey. And that could be a 10x individual, that could be a 100x individual, that could be a 1000x, a 10,000x individual. As you step into the higher realms of privilege and reward, you recognize those higher realms of privilege and reward all started with authority. What is your authority? Who's your teacher? Who's your mentor? And how much is your mentor unlocking the honor on the inside of you? If millions of years of proven data prove that the mankind has not deviated from the seed that produces his nature, then obviously you recognize a need to understand the seed. The seed of life is a law of life that creates a high privilege for mankind to rule over the earth as kings. That's your true identity. That's your true nature. That's the honor. And everybody has a certain realm of dominion based on the amount of honor they have for themselves and the amount of honor they're willing to replicate and to esteem others to have. So honor is a position of esteem. Honor is a position to take yourself out of the realm of slavery to climate, to the climate of business. It's, it's a realm of esteem where you, you say you are more honorable of a person 
than to relegate yourself to a fight or flight battle over who gets the reward. Even in animals, you see a certain amount of esteem that they have each for each other in family structures within the animal kingdom. So it depends on how you look at things as to how much esteem you're going to have for yourself. You can learn from nature, no doubt. Darwin absolutely learned from nature. He recognized there was more data there than he could absolutely write down and theorize about. But we need factual, grounded perspectives in which to enjoy a healthy esteem for ourselves, a healthy esteem for our relationships, and that healthy esteem is what creates that level of attraction. When you invest in the poor, when you invest in your people, you are saying that they have the same potential of worth on the inside of them to unlock. And so it, it creates a certain level of motivation to reach that level of health and healing within the family of mankind to where people step into the higher honor of where life really comes from. And that's, that's esteeming yourself to have a certain level of awe inside the house that gives you the thirst for knowledge and that awe and respect gives you the, the ability to explore your marketplace and to explore the world around you and to explore relationships. With that, without that initial respect for yourself, you can never honor somebody else. You, respect comes from the word regard, which means to regard your position of guarding your heart by the level of esteem that you have in your mindset. Your mindset is going to esteem something about your life and that needs to be regarded in that you regard yourself by a reproof. A reproof is accepting the honor of somebody else coming into your life and reproving your identity. Reproving your identity means you step into a position where you find the proof of who you are so that your identity develops a certain level of understanding about your worth so that you can practice healthy emotions, a healthy pace to business, a healthy pace to gaining your rewards, and a healthy pace of sharing those rewards as you honor other people. Now that is the last particular realm of your psyche and I bid you mercy if you disagree and I hope you bid me mercy if you disagree with me. So let's esteem each other as highly valuable individuals even if our value has different levels of appreciation let's start to step into the next realm and that's talking about the worth you have on the inside of you as you understand your true identity. Stay tuned for future broadcasts.